Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today, we've a bargain bucket super discount episode. So this one came in at like two pounds. This was under 10 pounds. I bought it originally for like, I think it was like five to $7. But no, no, I checked on Timu. $1.78, Put your coupon book away. We're looking at a new discount app that's recently exploded. This is gonna be a haul from a brand called Timu. Timu, a Chinese app that landed on these shores only in April, yet has already been downloaded 9 million times. It's number one on the App Store right now. They have been all over my social media, and they claim to sell high-quality items for affordable prices online. Do you want LED lights for a fiver? An iPhone case for two actual pounds sterling? In a cost-of-living crisis, people are filling their boots. But is it too good to be true? And what's it doing to our battered high streets? You only have to walk down many of our high streets and their shells of their former selves. A last-minute bid to rescue Wilco by the owner of HMV has collapsed. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Luke Jones. Today, why is Timu so cheap? I'm Sam Chambers, the Chief Business Correspondent at the Sunday Times. And part of your job is looking at all different trends and exciting new things in the world of retail. We're going to be talking about an app called Timu. If we go through, have you got it on your phone now, by any chance? Yeah. Go on. So I'm opening the app. First thing I've got is autumn offers up to 90% off. What kind of thing? So if I click onto that, there's some men's zip pocket swimming trunks, £5.87. That's not bad. Yeah, pretty cheap. Got to buy that quite soon to get that one. This is one of their lightning deals, so you've got to snap that one up in less than 12 hours. It's an assault on the senses, really, the (laughs) app. There's all sorts on there. It's an absolute deluge of special offers and games. The roulette wheel is one of the games they present to users of the app. It's ways of sort of keeping people hooked, giving them this sense they're getting a great deal, free items, all this sort of stuff. The jargon term for this in the industry is gamification. It's adding mm. games and almost like a sort of feel of gambling and to keep people hooked. And this is obviously a shop, Timu, but what kind of shop? How would you describe it? 
it's sort of a combination of, you know, it has this vast choice, which is reminiscent of Amazon. But it's also the sort of chaos I was alluding to there. It's almost had this sort of energy of TikTok where it's <laughs> just endless scrolling and all these sort of ways to sort of keep you just scrolling down and down and seeing more and more things, all at impossibly low prices. And it's new to the UK. Yeah, that's right. So it became available in the UK only back in April. And this sort of intense marketing blitz and referral schemes where they give you perhaps a free pair of football boots or a video doorbell if you refer a friend and they download the app has propelled it to this incredible growth. So since April, it's been downloaded more than 9 million times already in the UK. Mm. You talked about how it's a, a bit like Amazon in some respects. It's a bit like TikTok in some respects as well. But if you were to think of the great British high street, if it were to set up a, a bricks and mortar outfit, what two brands would it sit between? There's an element of Wilco there in that sort of random yeah. household assortment, but it brings in fashion as well. It's almost like a, sort of like a discount department store. <laughs> um, so it's relatively new to the UK. It's been in the US a little bit longer. People might have seen pop-up ads for them. There was even an ad at the Super Bowl. Let's just watch a bit of that. I like it. Yep, it's mine. The price has blown my mind. I feel so rich. Oh, yeah. So this is a lady dancing around in an orange dress, picking up no ends of bargains. Various things for $4.99, $5.99. And the tagline, shop like a billionaire. How does that work? Well, it's all in the prices. They beg a belief, really, when you're scrolling through it. I mean, when I was doing my original research, trainers for $6.99, a claw hammer for £1.07. And, <laughs> and you can just keep clicking. You know, if you buy 10 things, you might only be spending £40. It's those sort of maths. And I'm sure it's not the the flashiest use of the Times credit card, but you, you went and actually bought some stuff. We didn't feel we could write about them really without putting a few things to the test. So we went shopping. We bought a, uh, a black rucksack. That was £5.77. Uh, a pair of linen open-toe sandals, £4.38. A wind-up toy turtle, which is sort of a bath toy. That was just £1.34. And a pack of 50 golf tees, and that was £2.98. Tees as in the little plastic tees. Yeah, not right. T-shirts. Not, yeah. t- not 50 T-shirts, no. Linen open-toe sandals, just over £4. I'm imagining they weren't great quality. No, they looked very tasteful, actually, when I, I pulled them out of the packet. But I, I did feel I had to sort of um, give them a very amateurish quality test and just pulling at the sort of where the uh, the top of the sandal was attached to the base and just with a slightly forceful pull that the glue began to sort of separate. And, and I think if I really went for it, I probably could have torn them apart. Oh, OK. And all of this just arrived in the post. You order it on the app and then what well, it arrives in a day or two. I suppose the one drawback to Timu is the fact that all the goods are delivered directly to your door from China. They don't hold anything here in the UK. So Uh they ship to order. And what that means is it can take two to three weeks for goods to arrive. Now, given deadline pressure, we paid for express shipping and they were with me in about four days. So if you're willing to pay £9 to to get them quickly, you can do. But your verdict on the quality of the product would be? It ranged from 
perfectly serviceable and, and okay to to dismal really um i mean one thing is when the the package arrived it was just wound in so much sellotape that i couldn't open it just with my hands so i had to use a pair of scissors and when i cut into the package i inadvertently cut through the entire backpack hmm. which gives you an idea of the sort of material that was made of and it's not just you and the sunday times business desk doing this there is nine million downloads of this app in the uk how have you managed to lure people in that quickly so you know first of all there is this complete blitz of advertising so the, mm. the team is popping up on the social media feeds of anyone who might be interested in this stuff i've seen this app being talked about this website all over instagram all over youtube it started coming up on my suggested facebook ads at first and i was like oh, okay 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 i'll have a look The company behind it is spending so much money in terms of building that. And, you know, the, the advert you showed was broadcast during the Super Bowl, where it costs $7 million for 30 seconds. So that's about as expensive as it gets. That has obviously contributed enormously. The referral scheme as well, where you get given free items like football boots, video doorbells. If you get friends in and using the app, that helps build it up as well. But it's also the, the low prices, you know, that the context here is in the UK, we're in a cost of living crisis. There are people that are finding life very difficult. And if you can find something on Timu and it's a further the price of anywhere you can get it on the high street, then that's quite compelling. But how does that work that you can have a, a four pound linen sandal to continue with that example? It's shipped from China. You're only paying nine pounds for that shipping. That doesn't make business sense, surely. Yeah, I mean, it, it is all seemingly impossible and there's a few different factors at play here. So first of all, Timu is owned by a Chinese company, which is incredibly well resourced. This company called PDD Holdings, it's worth over £100 billion. Pounds. It's, it's listed in the US and they are basically willing to tolerate huge losses to build market share. So analysts estimate, you know, Timu is it's a bit opaque. It's hard to get a whole picture around it. But analysts estimate, you know, this year it could be losing anywhere between £450 million and £730 million in its first year. So a willingness to tolerate huge losses is a big factor. Hmm. Another one is... Again, the, the information around Timu's supply chain is it's opaque, but what we do know is they conduct these weekly auctions where their vast network of Chinese suppliers are effectively encouraged to undercut each other and sell to Timu at the, the cheapest prices. So there's that sort of element of competition as well. And Timu is also exploiting tax loopholes, both in China and here in the UK, which basically allows it to escape paying import and export duties on any goods that come across. How? So, first of all, in China, the Chinese government is happy for Chinese e-commerce firms to export goods directly to Western consumers. So it says, okay, we're not going to charge you export duties for basically sending to customers' homes. And here in the UK, our ruling on this is when consignments come into the UK, if they're worth less than £135... And given what we said about Timu's prices, virtually all Timu consignments are worth less than £135, then there's no import taxes levied. So by not holding any stock here in the UK and just taking an order, shipping it directly from a Chinese warehouse to someone's home, Timu avoids taxes on both ends of the journey. But then if they've got all these loopholes that they're able to jump through in various different things... What kind of protections are there for consumers? Because were I to buy my linen sandals instead from John Lewis, I don't know, would it have been through some quality control or are there benefits to getting it from a proper retailer, quote unquote? 
it's a total stab in the dark, really, for consumers buying through Timu. You know, if you take, say, John Lewis by comparison, now John Lewis's prices will be multiple times higher than than Timu, but you, you're knowing, you know, if you're paying that extra price, you've paid for an agent to audit the supplier, someone at John Lewis to do quality control on the product, they will monitor these things on a continuous basis. You know, with Timu, we have no idea whether they're doing any of that stuff. And, and I guess the inference from the low prices would be that they're probably not doing a lot of it. And I guess that's not so concerning if you've got sandals, but it's more challenging when you get into the world of children's toys or electrical goods. Yeah, absolutely. Timu have not been responsive to, to me or any other journalists who have tried to sort of profile their business. We just don't know what they do on these these checks of goods. So it, it would be really be speculation. But I guess, you know, when you have prices that low, then you, you sort of have to assume that there's not, not great care being taken on these things. But no laws being broken. This is all legal. Yeah, there's certainly, in my reporting on them, I've not found any evidence that there's there's laws being broken. There's certainly, um, the supply chain is opaque, to say the least, to us in the West, but we, we don't have any evidence they're breaking laws. Sam had a look at how to return an item from his order, and he found that Timu was willing to refund every single product that he wanted to give back, simply on the basis that they were no longer needed. In fact, the company even said not to bother returning them, But Timu didn't respond to Sam's questions about its tax arrangements or its supply chain practices. In June, a congressional committee warned American consumers there was an extremely high risk that Timu's supply chains were contaminated by forced labour in the cotton plantations of Xinjiang. So what do we know about the Chinese company which owns Timu? That's just in a moment. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm David Baddiel. I'm a writer and a comedian and a Jew. I'm Saeed Avasi. I'm a businesswoman and a politician and a Muslim. Jews and Muslims always seem to be in the news or on the news. Lots of people talk about us and this is us talking about ourselves. The kind of things that people say don't touch, we are going to go there. I mean, I think Jews and Muslims are talking about these things, but I think they're not talking about them together because they're worried that if they do, sparks might fly. A Muslim and a Jew go there. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Sam, you've explained how how Timu has been able to exploit various gaps in 
tax law and loopholes in how things might work to really drive down the price of some of the goods that they're selling these products at. You mentioned the company that owns Timu. What do we know about them, PDD Holdings? So PDD is a huge company. It's a Chinese company and it was created by an entrepreneur called Colin Huang. He was the son of a couple of factory workers who um, you know, had a variety of sort of tech jobs. And he broke into what's a fiercely competitive e-commerce industry in, in China, you know, dominated by JD.com and Alibaba, two, two massive businesses. These are sort of you know, China's equivalent to Amazon, fast businesses where you can buy all sorts of stuff. He did that by pioneering you know, what's known as this sort of direct-to-consumer model. People are spending a lot of time on mobile cell phones and um, APPs like WeChat and QQ and all those. And also you can easily pay money using your uh, cell phone. So these infrastructure are ready and these are actually the fundamentals for PDD's success. PDD's company Pinduoduo, which is the sort of equivalent of Timu in China, he set that up as this marketplace that linked consumers direct to factories. So it cuts out retailers, cuts out as many middlemen in the supply chain as it can, and it undercuts them. These products mm. are, are unbranded, so there's there's no brand taking a cut. And that's been vastly successful because he, he, he sort of aimed this at China's secondary tertiary cities, peasants, those people with less money, and he exploited this gap in the market to great effect. And there has been some concerning reporting about what PDD have been up to in terms of the security people's data. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is obviously a Chinese company and and Timu is much bigger in the US than it is here in the UK. And there is huge scrutiny from US politicians and the media on on Chinese companies, as there is here to a lesser degree. So what's been reported over there that Pinduoduo, the the Timu equivalent in, in China, that the app was available in the US and Google actually pulled it from their app store in, in March after they found it contained malware that exploited specific vulnerabilities in Android phones. CNN investigated this and um, they, they found the malware enabled Pinduoduo's app to bypass security permissions to monitor activities on, on other apps on people's phones, check notifications, read private messages and change settings. This is highly unusual and it is pretty damning for Pinduoduo. We found that it uses techniques to get extended functionality. i never seen anything like that before. Pinduoduo said it rejects the speculation and accusation that Pinduoduo app is malicious just from a generic and non-conclusive response from Google. What do we know about how safe Timu is then here in the UK? We don't. It's new. It's gotten incredibly popular. But but frankly, it's a sort of business where its mm. growth has caught everyone on the hop, really. And what kind of what kind of data does it get from you? Again, we, we don't know. We've asked a series of questions to them and they haven't responded. But they can expect to find themselves under the microscope if their growth carries on like this. Yes. And in terms of where the data might end up, the concern, as it has been with TikTok, is that, well, the Chinese government might be able to dip into it. Yeah. Absolutely. TikTok has obviously found it increasingly tough in the US. Time is ticking for TikTok. The chief of the social media app, Shozi Chu, was grilled by lawmakers over a whole range of issues, mostly related to the company's Chinese ownership. The Chinese Communist Party is engaged in psychological warfare through TikTok to deliberately influence US children. 
Let me start by addressing a few misconceptions about ByteDance, of which we are a subsidiary. ByteDance is not owned or controlled by the Chinese government. It's a private company. Yeah, I mean, it's probably worth saying at this point that PDD Holdings, the parent company of, of Timu, is listed in the US. So it does have a sort of presence and, a, and a, a foothold there in a way that it doesn't in the UK, where it doesn't have you know, any employees or base of operations whatsoever. So that might affect how regulation might affect it then? Is that what you're saying? They will be complying, obviously, with lots of financial regulations already, having a presence on the stock market there. And you would expect they would have much more of a sort of closer link to, uh, to the US and perhaps the UK. So thinking about PDD then still, the, the company which Timu is, is a part of, how big is it globally? We've talked about its sort of footholds in the US and in the UK and, and in China, but to what order of magnitude? So its current stock market valuation in the US is, is over £100 billion. Its, its main business is in China, and China obviously is an absolutely vast market. You know, it's often said that in terms of e-commerce and, and technology, China is, is 10 years ahead of the UK, roughly. Mm. So they're very early adopters of, of e-commerce. And that's really propelled this spectacular growth of Pinduoduo principally. And PDD, the parent company, is using that heft, if you like, and that sort of financial wherewithal to, to finance Timu's rapid expansion and, and be in a position to tolerate those losses in this big drive to sort of take market share in places like the UK and continental Europe as well. And so is that the trick then, that using all the money that they've been able to make in China, they can, for a while, have Timu as a sort of loss leader and just get people to download it, even if they're making a loss on most, if not all, purchases? Yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly the game plan at the moment. It's always a question with these things, which were much more prevalent in the era of low interest rates, really, where you'd have venture capital firms willing to sort of pour money into these, you know, moonshot ideas. And those business models seem to have died a bit of a death in the last couple of years. So, so Timu is a bit of a throwback in that respect. But the question is always how long can they sustain this for and what will they need to do to get it to become profitable? And, yeah. and you'd have to think part of that answer is going to have to be higher prices. Because obviously the UK is a different market to China. We've got companies like Deliveroo and Uber who are still struggling to make a profit using that same sort of trick. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's why this, this almost sort of way of doing business has, has died away. And, and now investors in those companies are saying, look, you need to get to profit. Basically, that the economy's changed, the game's changed. We can't keep throwing money at you to chase growth. It has to be profitable growth. That's the, the message that's come across loud and clear from all these e-commerce companies. And Timu at the moment is, is the outlier. And it's not just Timu. There's another one. Sheen, Shen, Shein? Shein, yes, that's right. So Shein is more focused than Timu. Timu is this sort of sprawling bargain bin of almost anything you could imagine. Yeah. Shein is principally a fashion manufacturer and a fashion label in its own right. So it's, it's fast fashion produced from Chinese factories. They have very smart algorithms and ways to anticipate trends and produce designs based on what you know people are talking about and discussing on the internet and what's sort of causing heat out there on the world wide web and they respond to that quicker than anyone else but their model is is actually highly profitable now ah they're making uh, from recollection i don't have the numbers in front of me but i think close to a billion dollars in profit they're on course to make this year yeah. but they like timu the model is similar in in a couple of ways one is the exploitation of tax loopholes mm -hmm. 
two is the shipping direct from China and cutting out the middlemen and almost producing to order, really. Uh, but they've, they've found a way to, to make it a vastly profitable business. We should add that Sheehan said that they've always been compliant with tax and customs laws and that they're not dependent on tax exemptions for their success. They say it's down to their clever anticipation of what customers want, as you were saying. So if they're successfully turning a profit, are there lessons there for Timu, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, Sheehan is, as I said, it's a sort of, it's, it's a label. So they're managing to create a bit of sort of brand cachet, mm. but ultimately they have such close relationships with the factories that they're able to create that brand cachet and maybe take some of that margin as well. So the situation now then is that more and more people are using Timu in, in the UK, even though there are concerns about product quality, safety, what data it might be taking from you and where that might be going on the app. It's still getting more and more popular. Are there concerns anywhere in the UK about where this might lead? Is anyone keeping a watchful eye on it? It feels very early days, but I think the answer to that as we sit here today is is no. It's, you know, the obvious lever that politicians can pull on this is around tax policy and the, the import duty threshold that enables Timu to escape tax when they send goods to the UK. But it, it, it's been mentioned in the House of Lords a couple of times, but I don't get the sense it's really high up the government's agenda. The sad situation that's been unfolding at Wilco recently, you know, it is a mm. reminder of the high street is under pressure and it's been under pressure for a long time in a lot of different ways. We now have this sort of new emerging threat from Chinese businesses where you have parent companies willing to tolerate heavy losses that ship directly to Western consumers. And it's this new sort of model of retail that's growing very quickly and is definitely sort of posing questions for the sector. The number of shops and other retail sites that closed across the UK hit a five-year high last year. New figures from the Centre for Retail Research shows over 17,000 sites closed down in 2022. Two-thirds were part of a retail chain. And if it could be taking market share from the kind of space that Wilco's was in and that B&M Bargains is in, I mean, does it even stretch further to Aldi, Lidl, Marks & Spencer, John Lewis? I mean, I mean, how far can it go in terms of squeezing out market share it's definitely going to you know where it's successful come is targeting those consumers who are who are under pressure financially you know who are really seeking a bargain so Audi and Lidl is, is an interesting comparison because those you know middle of Lidl and the, and the middle aisle at Audi that's a very, actually a very similar concept to yeah. Timu really it's that sort of random bargain basement type approach so it's definitely it is a competitive risk to those sorts of players but I, I would say that the one caveat to all this is the you know, stepping back in retail, one of the big trends is this sort of immediacy. You know, I want a phone charger. I want it delivered in four hours. Yeah. That's something that Timu, unless it actually establishes a base of operations here in the UK, will never be able to compete with. Have you been back on Timu since? Have you been making more purchases? I've not. I've not gone back to it. As I said, I had a very mixed experience with the first ones and I'm only, I don't know how many toy turtles I'm going to need. <laughs> You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. With me, Luke Jones, and my guest, Sam Chambers, the chief business correspondent at The Sunday Times. You can keep up with all of Sam's work at thetimes.co.uk with a subscription. 
The producer was Priyanka Delidia. The executive producer today was James Shield. And sound design was by David Crackles. Goodbye. Goodbye.